Can you just use your fucking killer clown ray and just fucking turn me into a big ass thing of cotton candy so I don't have to fucking deal with life? And just be candy. Hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. Let's let's make you the cotton candy man. Just slurp me up. Okay, so yeah, I, I also wanted to test this because I know we get that hum. But what if I unplug the power? Damn. I had this theory in my head that the reason why I was... It's because the power's so close to it. You know, but it doesn't sound so bad right now. No, honestly, this is, I feel like, the least uh, aggravating it's ever been. Interesting. Why does it do that? Why does it fucking change? Maybe it's all those EFFs in the air or whatever. What do they call them? Where it's like the electromagnetic <laughs> field or EMFs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're surrounded by that shit all the time, dude. It's giving us, like, ass cancer and shit. Dude, ass cancer? That's my favorite pop punk band <laughs> from 2012. <laughs> Remember we saw them live? We saw them open up for um What is the fucking kickball surfers? Yeah, those guys kickball called? surfers and Chup No Captain Chup or whatever. Chup no Captain Chup. <laughs> whatever the fucking band is called. And then they opened up for Mike and Molly. <laughs> Imagine there was like a like a dropkick Murphy's kind of band called Mike and Molly. <laughs> Mike drop picked Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> one of these days. I never suck. One of these days, dude. Oh, I clipped a bunch of sounds that I just haven't imported in my soundboard. Yet. Dude, we're lazy. That makes sense. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're the laziest. <laughs> we're unmotivated. We're the laziest fuckers alive. Yeah. Hey, out there to all the unmotivated people. Yeah. Here we are too. Barack Obama. And look, and yet we're still pushing almost two hundred episodes. I know. Of a fucking podcast. So. Why are we doing this? <laughs> no, but it shows. Uh, it shows a uh, grinding through the lack of motivation. You know. Yeah. We uh, we keep going anyway, and not in a not that sounds sad when I put it like that, but I mean in like a positive way, you know, like we yeah. endure. Yeah, it's the Crou- human crouching tiger, hidden tiger this week. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince, here's Gourlami. <laughs> There wasn't a single fucking tiger in this movie, so I know. Disappointed. I know. Yeah. Okay. So welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Kenny. Uh, this week we're talking about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Tiger from 2000. Um, who's the tiger and who's the dragon? Yeah. Who's the other tiger? <laughs> who's the the scaly tiger that breathes fire? If you literally, out of all the characters, who do you think would be who? Well, they she says oh, the shit. line like once. Does she really say the they, line? They said it in the movie one time, but now I can't even okay. think about when it was referenced. Yeah. Full, full disclosure, did you rewatch the movie? Because we watched it last week. So I watched it last week uh-huh. in Cantonese, and then uh-huh. I rewatched it earlier this week casually while doing other things like mm-hmm. cleaning and stuff in English. Okay. So I got With a very different yeah, yeah experience, you know? So I only watched the dub one week ago. Oh, okay. And I didn't even rewatch it. I tried to make time to rewatch it this week, but I just, I fucking couldn't. I did, I couldn't squeeze it in, especially because yeah. I wanted to re- read the subs and I just didn't have time. I just, I couldn't, there wasn't enough time for me to literally sit down and read for two hours. And on, But honestly, the dub was good. 
Like I was yeah. actually pretty impressed by the voice casting and stuff on it. Like I having think, now seen a movie with Michelle Yeoh speaking uh-huh. English, I was like, "Hey, that's actually kind of a good." I think it's her. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I, I kind of thought so, but I wasn't sure. I think yeah. some of the the actors who it, it might have just been her. Yeah. I think some of the actors who are a little bit more versed in and comfortable with their English accent, I think, or their English in yeah. general. Yeah. Uh, they they um. I think they dubbed themselves. You think Michelle Yeoh does a good English accent? <laughs> we should we should ask her next time we see her. Oh yeah, I'll ask her. <laughs> see her all the time. Uh, but yeah, going back to the podcast real quick. Uh, we're almost two hundred episodes. This is going to be one eighty one. That's crazy. Can you believe that shit? I honestly can't believe that. How shit. the fuck did we record one hundred and eighty one hours of the show? <laughs> At least more than really. Yeah, we yeah. got some long boys in there. Jesus Christ, 180 hours I mean, of us and if talking. We're counting all the uh, lost content. You no, know, we're probably, true. you know, somewhere in the mid 80s. You know, I don't think we've lost too much, but we've definitely lost a handful of episodes. We've lost, let's let's try to figure out. Okay. We've lost Swiss Army Man and Nausicaa. Yeah, Swiss Army <laughs> Man and Nausicaa. We lost an episode on No Avengers No Surrender. Is that what it was called? The comic book? Oh, that's right. Uh, we lost the Paul Damien show and Big Daddy. Oh my God! We were <laughs> yes, yeah. I I think we talked about. Sorry that. to break your heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that in Melania, I think. Uh, but yeah, we lost those episodes. That's five episodes for sure. We lost the front half of Spider Man Two, <laughs> or Spider Man and Spider Man Two. Yeah, because we were, we did a double feature for those comics. What else did we lose? We lost. We lost some. Ha- uh, I know we had to reshoot some stuff early on. Like if you remember, oh, we had to do true. Sex Criminals again. We had to do our very first episode a second time because yes. we had some weird audio issues. So I, I, yeah, we've lost like ten episodes probably. Yeah, <laughs> we lost the first version of Vision. Yeah, we lost uh, Tom King's Vision, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and then what was the other one? Sex Criminals. Yeah, we had to record that one twice. That's so true. Yeah, a lot of those episodes at the very beginning. Uh, are garbage. Yeah, <laughs> but there are garbage. Yeah, they are our our garbage. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking like, should we rewatch some of those older movies that we did Dude, back in the day, like In the Mouth of Madness? We or should something? we should riff track our own podcast. <laughs> no, just play one of our early episodes and talk to shit about ourselves. <laughs> you want to do it? Should I pull no. up? Should I pull up an old episode? I'll just end up getting sad. I know, right? and nostalgic yeah we used to do comic books on this fucking show and i miss it a lot of the times i think yeah. i miss the reading more than talking about it if i'm yeah. being plain but i really do miss reading a lot i think know? it was because we we would always squeeze a full hour of conversation out of a comic book yeah and i think it can be done and was done oftenly but it was also kind of hard having to talk about a comic book and squeezing the conversation and then having to talk about a movie because we would record two episodes a week and then we would release both of them in that week. Yeah. We wouldn't space them out That's or so anything. That's so true too. At that point, we were bi-weekly. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, the better way where you get two things a week instead of every other week. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's two <laughs> confusing ass shit. There's two meanings for bi-weekly. Goddamn American language. <laughs> That's what we call it here, America. Yeah. The American Speaking language. Speaking American. <laughs> Only American. So, <laughs> looking at it, it looks like Shang-Chi was the last comic book episode that we did. It was uh, Jiun Lang, or what was his name? Jiun. What is, I'm, I'm fucking up his name. Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi. That's his name. What do you mean? Here. 
a new <laughs> Superman. Uh, that's a Jean. What is his name? God damn it! Oh, oh Jean Luen Yang. Okay, I tried to combine Jean and Luen yeah, into Luen one Luen. name. Jean Luen Yang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which Chinese? Shang Chi is Chinese. We're talking about fucking uh, tiger hidden, hidden uh, tigers. The uh, leftist dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Which came out in the year 2000. <laughs> we survived, so. Yep, yep. Y2K. Y2K. Uh, let's look up the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Wikipedia page real quick. How many How many Academy Awards is this fucker up for? Do you have, know? Have you ever donated to Wikipedia? Nope. They, they had one of those harassment messages up again recently, and it always it always gets me a little bit. You know? Yeah, I but, know. I always then want I just, to. But, but then I just, I'm just like, well, you know, we're all poor. Yeah, I literally <laughs> don't have enough to give to anybody. It sucks. <laughs> Especially uh, someone I don't know. You're like, doing all right, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You've been saying that shit since like fucking 2004. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, here it is. It was up for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Foreign Language Film, Best Art Direction, Best God Cinematography, damn. Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Original Song. Out of and the, that's just at the MTV Awards. <laughs> out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten awards it was nominated for, it only won four. I mean, it won four of them. That's kind of incredible. Yeah, it won for best foreign language film, art direction, cinematography, and original score by Tan Dun with Yo Yo Ma on the cello. Damn, they got Ma. They got they got Ma. <laughs> Ma was on the score. <laughs> That's incredible, honestly. Let's see who it was up against. So I'm open. Oh yeah, that. that's actually a good question. Who are the other? Who are the other best picture? Seventy third Academy Awards. So it's, Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator. Won. That's it. Chocola was also up there. Erin <laughs> uh, Brakovich and Traffic. That's kind of a tough. I mean, that's kind of a <laughs> leagues apart. Yeah, those are all kind of good movies in a way. Like I like Aaron Brockovich. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen Traffic. I've never seen Traffic. I know almost nothing about it. It's got Don Cheadle though. It's got Benicio del Toro, Dennis Quaid, Mike Doug, Michael Doug, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I wonder if this is how Michael Douglas met his wife, Catherine Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, it's Sodenberg too. Yeah, Sodenberg. Oh, uh, dude! All right, next week we are doing traffic. The the <laughs> <By> Steven Soderberg, <laughs> the Sodi Colaberg. Um, let me see. Wait, what's the what's the what's the punchline? What do you mean? No one gets away clean. Traffic. Oh, okay. So that's the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> no one gets away clean. No one gets where they're going on time. Damn. Yeah, that's not a really good or like yeah subtitle for traffic. You know, have all these be- have all these fuckers been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Hold on. So wait, has Catherine Zeta Jones? Oh, I guess not. No, she hasn't. She's not like Ant Man's mom or whatever that is. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Wasp mom. Yeah, the Wasp's mom. No, <laughs> uh, but that is Wasp Dad. Michael Douglas plays uh, Hank Pym. Don Cheadle plays the War Machine. Oh, and Dennis Quaid is Peter Quill's dad. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid is also Kurt Russell. He plays <laughs> Kurt Russell playing Peter Quill's dad. Benicio del Toro is a fucking collector. Yeah, so I guess Dennis Quaid and Catherine Zeta Jones. No, all right. They have to be in a Marvel movie coming yeah. out right now together. Who yeah. are they? They're um, both in the movie. You got to cast Zeta I'm gonna, and I'm going to cast Catherine Zeta Jones as I don't know. <laughs> um. 
Wilson Fisk's wife, <laughs> Vanessa Fisk. And then I would cast uh, Dennis Quaid as... Um, Tombstone. To- <laughs> a black man. An albino black man he's going to be played by. Perfect. <laughs> it's reverse, it's reverse, reverse blackface. Ra- it's reverse black. It's like a new meta of blackface where like a black man has albino syndrome. I don't know if that's a syndrome. <laughs> Like, I'm already white. We don't have to go backwards. <laughs> it's not racist. It's not racist. <laughs> like, Dennis, you can't do this. I was going to say he could play Dupe. Dupe? He's just the voice actor for Dupe? Yeah. Does Dupe speak? Yeah, you know how Dupe speaks. He speaks like this. <laughs> so he doesn't speak. Yeah, he has his own... We're looking at his alphabet right now. But is it a, is it a noise? Yeah, I'm sure it's more like... <laughs> If anyone doesn't know what dupe is, go look up Dennis dupe. Quaid would give that his all. Yeah. No, I mean or or we could cast uh fucking Vin Diesel as dupe. He would do it cuz he loves to play fucking just easy terrestrial. <laughs> like say one word get paid a billion dollars. Yeah. How many how many how much money do you think Vin Diesel has made for saying I am Groot? At least like five hundred million dollars. You know right? what? Should we look it up? <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel. Like uh, he should have had to do like Groot and fucking something else. You know what I mean? He should have had to been like every other alien in the fucking Guardians movies. Uh, around fifty-four million for voice voicing group throughout the franchise. That has to be the easiest job I've ever heard of in my entire life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure in the first movie he did motion capture. I would like to believe that he would do some of the facial motion capture at least, where they put the dots on his face. Yeah, for the baby too, I hope. (laughs) Yeah, for the baby too. Uh, He's got a pretty baby face already, so, you know, it would work. You know he wanted to be Black Bolt, right? Before there was ever an Inhumans TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, Vin Diesel wanted to be Black Bolt. Because he loves Black Bolt. He loves the Inhumans. Yeah, he has a long storied history with the Inhumans. He's just because like, he's so inhuman himself. Yeah, yeah. he's just like Jack Kirby's the man. He that's made pre- the Inhumans. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. I thought the Diesel was in the room for a minute. Yeah. And I was like, Diesel, when'd you get here? <laughs> I said, you better not. And the brother warm up you know? Uh, what else was <laughs> yeah, let's Crouching go back Tiger to, up against? Yeah, let's see what 2000s so had to offer. It was also nominated for Best Director. And uh, as we see here, Do you think Soderbergh they just had to, like, won for Traffic. Really, like, pulled this fucking Academy Awards together because they just everybody thought they were going to die. So they, like, <laughs> they had nothing planned. So they're like, all right, fuck, so, what are we going to give it of the movie to? <laughs> so it aired. What? When did it air? It aired in 2001. Oh, shit. It aired in March 25th of 2001. That makes sense. It's the next Academy yeah. Awards. <laughs> so, so they're already, they're already good sucks. on it. Yeah. But, but. Give it a little while. And they're going to have a, a bad day. And those towers are going to fall and everyone's going to be like, uh-oh, I think we can't make movies anymore, actually. <laughs> We're too depressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other directors that were up for that year, uh, along with Ang Lee, was Steven Soderbergh, who won. Steven Daldry? Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Oh, Steven Soderbergh directed both Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. Are In you the same fucking year? kidding me? He was up for two different movies. 
uh, excuse me, Sody. Um, Calm down. You can't get double dipping in the fucking one of the most prestigious categories. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I bet fucking Brockovich took like six weeks to shoot or something. So he had a whole rest of a year to fucking knock out traffic. He actually let Julia Roberts direct half the movie. <laughs> He's like, but I get the Oscar. Uh, yeah, I get the nom. I get the nom, asshole. You get uh, the legal license. <laughs> and then, of course, Ridley Scott for Gladiator. Uh, best actor. Do we have a best actor? No. What else do we have? Best adapted screenplay. Let's look for that. Best adapted screenplay is uh, based on material. That's adapted, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's in there. So Traffic, I guess, was based after, oh, a British TV show called Traffic. Uh, Chocolat was based after a novel. Crouching Tiger was based after a novel. Oh, Brother, Where Art That was based on. Oh, that's right. I forget it's, that it's technically uh, the, Odyssey the Odyssey and Homer. Yeah. I was like, what? And then Wonder Boys I love that movie. was also based after a, no- a novel. You know, I've never seen Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I love that movie. That's one of the Coen brothers I not see. My parents know nothing about movies. I've, what um, I've come to learn over the years, but for some reason they fucking loved Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? So it was the one Coen brother movie I was like heavily exposed to as a kid. It's mm-hmm. probably why I like their movies. Because yeah. I was taught that this was like an amazing film, and I think it is in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's so funny and like, but also gorgeous, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's, I honestly love it so much. I gotta watch it, man. I gotta watch where, oh, brother, where the, uh, where the hell are you, buddy? <laughs> um, there, uh, one time my mom won something from Kiss. Uh huh. From uh, the local station, Kiss. The band. Yeah. And Gene Simmons just came up. He's like, we got you this. Yeah. He unrolled (laughs) it on his tongue. Well, what she won was like tickets or something like that. And so when we went to go pick them up, there was also like a a spin wheel thingy where you could spin it. And Todd and I got a chance to spin it and we got to win prizes from it. And it was just like a table full of just fuck all. You know, just leftover reject shit that they had gotten as promo and they were just giving it away. And uh, one of the things was the soundtrack for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Did you take that shit? I had it. I had the soundtrack for no reason. It was like the year 2002. And you I and my mom had, both had the soundtrack <laughs> of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I maybe listened to it one time and I don't know whatever happened to it. Dude, Man of Constant. So that was, that was my main exposure to it as a Man of Constant Sorrow is a great song. <laughs> I know at least three songs off that soundtrack because my that's, mom loved it too. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I sh- I wish I had given it to you. You should have. You didn't understand my passion for uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yep. Okay. Best foreign language film. Let's see what else it was up against. Uh, I bet it, it had that one in the bag. Yeah. Amor Pero. Yeah. Which is a Mexican uh, psychological drama film by Alejandro Gonzalez. Uh, Divided We Fall is a Czech movie, it looks like. Everybody's Famous from Belgium. From Belgium. And then The Taste of Others, which is a French film. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was the most known out of all of those, I think. Definitely. Uh, if we can transport ourselves back to the year 2000. I mean, look at all the shit that it was nominated for. This film obviously hit hard in America when it came out, you know? I'm wondering, do you think it had a... The, like the, the it was an international release everywhere. Oh, like this film yeah. hit America at the same time it hit. Let's see. China. Let's see if they came out the same time. Uh, release dates. So in it came out in the 18th of May in Cannes or Cannes. The, Cannes. the freaking film festival got to see it in May. But Taiwan got it July 7th. China got it 
July 8th. Hong Kong got it July 13th. So we didn't see it till December. Till yeah, Christmas months. release date. Wow. But back then, I mean, uh, release dates were so much more important. I feel right. like and they still are to this day, but mm-hmm. I feel like knowing that it would come out as that Christmas kind of release mm-hmm. probably really upped its chances of having those higher numbers versus True. like a summer release. You and know, it so. had buzz for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, my, my moms, they, I mean, they weren't like huge on movies. They would watch their stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure they loved Aaron Brockovich. You know, they love Julie Roberts. They love Sandra Bullock. I love that pretty woman, dude. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Gotta love the pretty woman. <laughs> um, but they were interested in watching this movie, which I think, when does Memoirs of a Geisha come out? Much later, right? Yeah, it has to be, right? Like 2003 or four, which is not that much later, but realistically a little bit later. Uh, 2005. Five. Oh, I'm always so close. Yeah. So, and, and once again, another foreign film that they were interested in watching and they weren't very interested. They, they were interested in like the bigger buzz movies yeah. and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I remember playing in my house. I didn't watch it. Have you seen this movie before? I've never seen this movie before, yeah. but my parents did not care about stuff coming out of the Asia, to be frank. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was not anything I was ever exposed to, you know? So, yeah. it's something that I would have had to have found on my own. And, like, HBO didn't play sh- stuff like this, really. You know what I mean? I, and, I, I think HBO probably played... Well, maybe not HBO, but one of those. Yeah. I, I could see this on, like, AMC or something that would have played, you know? True, like, I don't but, know, but years later. Years later. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't ever remember Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon even like I remember it becoming relevant, like later on, just hearing about it all the time mm-hmm. and knowing that it was like this iconic, you know, martial arts film. Yeah. Um, but I remember memories of a geisha being in theaters and like yeah. just seeing the big promotions with her face on it like that and being like, oh, that kind of looks interesting, you know, yeah. <laughs> even as a small kid, you know. Well, I mean, think about it this way. In 2000, you're what, seven years old? What? Yeah. Yeah. So by 2005, I'm 12. Yeah. yeah. So you you're a little bit more tapped into noticing things. I yeah. think. Yeah. When when I was seven, all I cared about was like Wolverine, <laughs> and I called him X Man. I couldn't tell you what the fuck I gave a fuck about it <laughs> when I was seven. The Beach Boys. I'm pretty sure I was really heavy a into cassette. the Beach Boys. Just yeah. one cassette of the Beach Boys on repeat. Britney Spears, if we're being frank. Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked music. I was always a music yeah, guy. Yeah, you're, you're the music guy. You're the music the guy. Yeah. <laughs> really tapped in. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, the, the score. The score. Yeah, which deserved, it won for, yeah, right? Deserved to win for. Okay, so it won. Let's go back to the, what it won. Foreign yeah. art direction. Let's check out. Well, let, let's jump to score. Fuck it. Best original score. Yeah, yeah. best original score. Let's look for that. Best. Right there. Right there. It was up against Chocolat, Gladiator. It beats Zimmer and John Williams. And the Patriot. Yeah, John Williams did The Patriot. I don't know. What is this? Melina? I don't know that movie. Erotic comedy drama film. <laughs> okay, cool. Interesting. Is um, that Sama Hayek? <laughs> it might be. I don't think it is. <laughs> you think she would be listed in the media cast? Uh, it looks like it's Italian. All right, next week we're doing Melina, the erotic <laughs> comedy film out of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Hans Zimmer did Gladiator, obviously, and then yeah, John Williams did The Patriot. I which, feel like those are nominations just based fuck. on their name. They're like, yeah. they're like John Williams came out with a movie this year. Well, he's got to be up there because what else? Patriot's not anywhere else to be seen on these. I know that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. But yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon won, and I, I mean, watching the movie, fuck yeah, this this score is sicko mode. Definitely. I was I was out there just hooting and hollering. Quiet! 
<laughs> I was that's what I was telling everybody around me while I was trying to listen to the beautiful score. That emotional like, score. There's parts of it that are just drums. Like yes. so like for yeah. big parts of like the action and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much. I loved that it was just so focused on like the the rhythm and tempo and there's hardly anything else going on. Just fucking just these yeah. big ass drums and I was like fucking super <laughs> into it. <laughs> I watched this whole movie in headphones and yes, I watched it initially. And so These it was headphones. getting pumped right into my yeah. goddamn ears and I was like, it really makes you feel the action, you know, in yeah. a really cool way. For sure. Yeah. I was listening with these headphones and I was, I was going sicko mode out here. Um, I, this is the second time I dropped that sicko mode. Dude, drop, keep dropping all day, dude. <laughs> uh, I, even though it wasn't nominated for any best actors, best supporting actors, I kind of want to go over these for the, the 73rd. Academy Awards, just to give it more context of the era that we're in. Yeah. We have Russell Crowe winning for Gladiator, which is, okay, that's awesome. Especially if you look at who he's up against. I guess Tom Hanks in Castaway. Which is a strong, uh, you know, role yes. that he plays, but I can understand, once again, losing to what, the epic that is one Gladiator, Gladiator, you know. Yeah, but I, I feel like maybe Castaway is more culturally relevant than Gladiator is nowadays. I, I, I have a theory... I got my hands out. I got my Trump hands out. Like <laughs> I have a theory. I you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. I can't, I can't do Trump. You got to tap into our Trump. <laughs> yeah, we don't hear him fucking ranting the on the internet word. enough anymore. I know. We're really, we're really out of it. Um. Anyways, I have a theory that action movies like degrade faster. Yeah. And than, they have less rewatch value. Maybe. Yes, and I know Gladiator's not fully an action movie it's also a three hour long movie true (laughs) yeah but i like maybe even historical epics Mm -hmm. have like a faster like expiration date on them and or even with like the general public because you have your buffs who are like only gonna go and watch saving private ryan or gladiator like that's the only movies they choose to watch ever you know but i'd I'd, I'd even argue saving private ryan visually fits better than gladiator does because i i can i feel like you know what we're getting napoleon soon Mm -hmm. is that ridley scott too it's also ridley scott it's basically when he's supposed to be doing gladiator 2 which they're supposedly working on right now and then all of a sudden he's like but here's also kind of a gladiator ripoff napoleon and it's like who wanted this so well what i'm trying to say is like napoleon by the same director one of the 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 supporting actors from gladiator it's gonna look better it's gonna have better set design better costume design than gladiator does when you compare them next to each other and i'm not sliding gladiator it's just now you hate gladiator i hear i feel like (laughs) we're we're like movies were very theatrical in the sense of like on a stage we have to look you know vibrant so people in the back can tell what we're wearing you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i think everything's kind of getting muted and more real yeah look at the last duel yeah movie that movie is dark as shit yeah (laughs) couldn't see anybody yeah (laughs) and you watch anything from gladiator and it's huge and vibrant and full of color also ridley scott and yeah also ridley scott (laughs) you know napoleon was supposed to be one of fucking um i can't remember his name but shining director oh uh um, kubrick yeah kubrick that was one of his movies and he never got around to actually making it and i don't know if ridley scott is making kubrick's version or if he's just making a version i think he's got to be making his yeah. ridley scott version absolutely yeah. you know that means a little vain yeah <laughs> in the best way possible you know 
Look at look at Prometheus in uh, Alien Covenant. You know, yeah. he's, he's got his shit figured out. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> definitely got it figured out, man. <laughs> Those were not confusing at all. <laughs> uh, best actress at the seventy third Academy Awards, Julia Roberts for Aaron Brockovich. Gotta give it to got the pretty it. woman. Please clap. Give it up. That's all the other female actors. <laughs> Which I couldn't tell you half of these movies. The Contender, do you know that movie? Mm-mm. Not at all. I couldn't tell you the well, actress. Joan Allen. Who the fuck is Oh my God. Yeah, well, the Wikipedia photo for Joan <laughs> Allen's not... <laughs> Wonderful. It's not super good. Um, Chocolat. I mean, had, I know Chocolat. Have you ever seen Chocolat? I've never seen Chocolat. Me neither. But I mean, I know what it is, so she's obviously the lead actress. Requiem for a Dream had Ellen... Uh, oh, it's Burstyn. the old lady. Okay, that Burstyn. makes sense. And then uh, Laura Linney for You Can Count On Me. Oh, Laura Linney should have won. Go Laura Linney. Really? Laura Linney? No, I don't know. I had never heard of this movie, so I could I don't know the movie, but I know Laura Linney. So yeah. She's the only name on there besides Julie Roberts that I even recognize. So. <laughs> Go Laura. You're the underdog in my heart. Uh, best Sporting Actor goes to Benicio Del Toro. Please clap. Uh, for Traffic. <laughs> Jeff Bridges was nominated for The, the contender. contender. He played The President. That's pretty cool. Which looks like a fictional president, Jackson, Jackson Evans. Evans, the coolest president name. <laughs> that kid president kicks ass. Oh, Shadow Shadow of the Vampire. Willem Dafoe was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. What the hell is Shadow of a Vampire? He plays Max Shrek, who was played- uh, He plays Shrek? Uh-huh, who was the original Nosferatu. This is a movie about the that man, Max Shrek, like actually like- Descending into madness, playing Nosferatu. Oh, like he was such a method actor that he was like falling. He drove himself it. crazy and, and started so eating people. Willem Dafoe plays a crazy man playing Nosferatu in that movie. All right, next week we are doing <laughs> Shadow of the Vampire, starring John Malkovich and William Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Albert Finney was nominated for Aaron Brockovich and Walking uh, Phoenix for Gladiator. Honestly, I don't even understand the Albert Finney for Aaron Brockovich. His acting in that movie is like completely whatever. Really? Well, he's just yelling at her the whole time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> he's just I've never lawyer. seen Aaron Brockovich, <laughs> to tell you the honest truth. I've seen Aaron Brockovich an embarrassing number of times. <laughs> Yet another movie my parents loved, or my, my mom loved yeah. at least. I mean, that's a mom movie. That's a mom movie as for fuck. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just motivating. It's like, look what a single mom can do. <laughs> look what she can do. Uh, best Supporting Actress goes to Marsha Gray Harden. I don't know who she is. I mean, she looks familiar. Yeah, no, is we she know not, her from things. Is she not in The Mist? Yeah, she's the evil crazy lady from The Mist. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, she's she the, was, the she religious. Was in, she was in the Pollock uh, biopic where Ed Harris plays Jackson Pollock, um, and she won. Oh, my goodness. And she was playing League. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Crazy. Do I love these IMDb photos <laughs> some of these people have? <laughs> Uh, also nominated was Judy Dench for Chocolat, Kate Hudson for Almost Famous, which I would have thought she was the main character in Almost Famous, but uh, once I again, never fucking seen it. I so can't I, believe that movie's that old. I thought uh, if you asked me when that movie, I'd been like 2006. Oh, really? I guess I just look at the cover. That kind of feels before its or time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That looks like a much more generic cover from like the 2010s or something. You know? Well, I you know this should have my... competed with like super bad. <laughs> See, my mom's bought uh, a DVD player. Here in, come like, those moms again. In the year 2000, <laughs> and this was the first DVD we had. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
Almost Famous. I've never seen it. Starring Billy Coretta, Francis McDormand, so on and so forth. That sounded like a quirky song lyric. My mom's bought a DVD player in the year 2000. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in uh, They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Francis McDormand also nominated for Almost Famous and Julie Walters in... Okay, so what's Almost Famous about? I don't even know what that movie is. I think it's about... We're just going to be all over the place today. Uh... Rock stars. I think it's. Bro, it was about, your first DVD. You don't. Know? I don't. Never fucking watched it. Okay, <laughs> I lied. Our first two DVDs was almost famous and the movie Dinosaur. <laughs> Which one do you think I popped in the DVD player? Almost famous, obviously. <laughs> I Who was wants to watch a fucking documentary about dinosaurs. I was eight years old. About fictional creatures. I watched Dinosaur. Which can I tell you? We wa- we rode the dinosaur ride at Disney. Bible don't say nothing about no dinosaurs, and it still scares the fucking shit. <laughs> Does it out of still me. exist? Oh yeah, the dinosaur ride at Disney. Ashley and I rode it for uh, on our honeymoon, and it still scares the shit out of me. Why would you scare yourself for your honeymoon? You're supposed to have fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you ride in this like time travel tram like yeah, i've seen jurassic park <laughs> <laughs> no we time travel back to the extinction period where like literally the the meteors are following or falling and you're like rumbling back and forth and you hear all the dinosaurs like dying, dying? and shit and you hear the meteors like crashing and the devil dinosaur thing follows you through the vortex into the modern time. <laughs> oh, really? Or at least there's one scientist that's trying to have that happen, but I think it ends up failing. But there is a part where it's like trying to follow you, get you through, yeah, through the the time. It's like I need text. one last meal before everything's fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and honestly, it scares. It still scares the shit out of me. That thing's fucking hideous. You're gloating because you know I've never been to any of these places. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you don't know. Uh, it's scary. It's scary. Uh, anyways. Almost famous. Okay, right. what else was Crouching Tiger up for? Uh, costume design, which it lost. What the fuck would it's it gladiator. lose to? It yeah. lost a gladiator? I know, I'm just uh, guessing. You know what? You're probably fucking right. Let's look. Do you see costume design? No, because no one cares about costume. Art design it won. It won against Gladiator and the Grinch. Uh, what? It beat the Grinch? We'll see that maybe costume design. <laughs> maybe Grinch. Yeah, I think it was down at the bottom. It was? Yeah. Like with the last yeah, best costume design. Went to Gladiator. To yep. Gladiator. God. And damn it beat it. Grinch. One hundred and one Dalmatians. Or one hundred and two, excuse me. Grinch and whatever Quillis is. Quills? Yeah. Oh my god, that looks that terrifying. Yeah. Looks, I'm assuming that's bad. like Beethoven. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's Philip Kaufman, directed by Philip Kaufman. Who is that actor? Is that James Woods? That's uh, no Jeffrey Rush. Oh, it also has Joaquin Phoenix. Look at that, and Michael Caine, dude. I don't know who the fuck Jeffrey Rush is. Let's look up who Jeffrey Rush is. Click on that asshole. Oh my yeah, god, I don't know him. He must have been in something I've seen, but I don't know. He looks crazy. He does look crazy. Um, I can't believe. Okay, so yeah, let's let's look at the costumes of Gladiator. There's just a bunch of furs and fake Roman armor. Okay, yeah, you know what? I I talked shit about this movie and how it looks, but no, the costume design is actually really good. I I I take it back. It looks good. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> it looks. It honestly looks cooler 
than it probably did in reality. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it all looked kind of silly. Which is like kind of going back to what I mean when it comes to realism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the last duel didn't look as ornate as this does. I No, I definitely understand what you're saying. But I mean, this still looks sick. This still looks fucking dope. This looks like theater. Yeah, that's what I that's what yeah. I mean. Like it looks more theatrical. Mm-hmm. Than Everything's maybe, almost a little too clean, right? Then maybe it should. These people would have been grimy. The things they're wearing would have been a little grimy. They didn't have soap. They didn't understand soap. Yeah. Um. They didn't believe in germs. I kind of understand this movie winning over Crouching Tiger now. Not that anything in Crouching Tiger looks bad, but this looks more. Like you were saying, theatrical. Like, yeah. this looks more... Um, and, and it's the scale of movies. There's a lot more people in this movie that to, that they had to at wardrobe and stuff. You know, Crouching Tiger is... You it's know, kind of a small cast. It's a pretty small cast, and in a great way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's very it's very tight, and it, it built... And that thing, its story benefits from that. Because mm. um, yeah. we... I mean, you're right. It, it absolutely builds up these characters in such great ways. Um, that like by the end of the movie, I really kind of cared about everybody and <laughs> the circumstances yeah. that would you know lead to follow. But yeah, uh, uh, hidden tiger, crouching dragons. Yes. Um, this movie is uh, basically two love stories mm-hmm. perfectly woven into a guy just trying to retire. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about Ang Lee for a second. Just one second. One second. Because Ang Lee is the Hulk. Is the Hulk. You wouldn't <laughs> like him when he's Ang Lee. Um, that's his secret cap. He's always Ang Lee. Uh, he, so he directed <laughs> Sense and Sensibility was his first English language film, I think. Maybe The Wedding Banquet, but no. Actually, you know what? Wedding Banquet, yeah, that's Chinese. So look, Sense and Sensibility is his first English language film. Never seen it, but that's random. And then he does Ice Storm, which is whatever, Ride with the Devil, fine, whatever. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, back to Chinese. Mm-hmm. And then he does sense, uh, He does Hulk. Oh, and then he, he does Hulk. He, he does back. Hulk yeah. after that. And then he does Brokeback Mountain, Taking Woodstock, which is, Jesus Christ, have you ever seen that movie? Uh-uh. Isn't that the, yeah, it's the Dimitri Martin movie. What a fucking movie. Can you imagine Dimitri Martin wanting to make a movie and then Ang Lee directs it? He's like, I got it. <laughs> He's coming hot off the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. And then he does Life of Pi. He comes back hard with Life of Pi, which pie. never seen it. And then came back even harder, Gemini Man. <laughs> We're forgetting Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, which is also another like, huh? <laughs> kind of movie. That title alone is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a fucking, like, Lifetime special. (laughs) Yeah, he does does a lot of... Kristen Stewart's in that movie? Yeah. He does a lot of, huh, movies? Like, okay, I tell you, okay, remember Eric Bana's Hulk? And then I'm like, okay, the same guy that directed that did Brokeback Mountain. You're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then I tell you, oh, he's also a Chinese guy. And it's like why did, it's like he has a dartboard of ideas and that's how he picks his fucking movies and he's like and he has a hard rule of he has to do whatever it lands on yeah, yeah. it's like will smith clone movie he's yeah. like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah he has one of those rotating like uh like bingo things filled with a thousand ideas and he pulls out two of them and he tries to make them work, work. yeah so he's will like, smith clones <laughs> oh shit <laughs> 
It's like green. Dimitri Martin and Woodstock. God damn it. Green big man. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'm doing Marvel. Yeah. Time to go to Hulk. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I mean, coming off of Sense and Sensibility, he does Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is based after a book. Do we know the name of the book? It's not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is the name of the book, is it? Let's find out. Based on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon oh, by really? Wong, Wong Delu, yeah, on the far right. On the far right. Okay. Yeah, see, based on. I see it. Right okay. there. It, that book came out, what did it say, 1942? Nice. 1942. And I believe this is the fourth book in a series. Yep, it's the fourth. Well, it's the fourth work of a pentology, is what it says right there. Okay, so so five books in total, right? Pentology? Uh-huh. Uh, the Crane Iron Pentology. The Crane Iron Pentology. So this is... So imagine jumping to the fourth book. You do Sense and Sensibility, which is Jane Austen, right? Uh-huh. And then you do another book, but it's the fourth. There's no preceding films for the previous three movies, and there's established characters like Chow Yun-Fat's fucking master Lee yeah. Mubai. And what is the Iron Fox? What Jade Fox. And the Jade Fox. These are like established characters. And in relationships, yeah. And you, why would you jump to the fourth book? I mean, it kind of feels like the first Star Wars movie to come mm-hmm. out where it's like the after effects of the war. You know, this yeah. is more like the consequences of where these characters ended Holy up because shit. of the war. He's, you Lee know, Mubai is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's fucking George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Lee Mubai, like he's done. He's not, yeah. he doesn't want to use the sword anymore. And then comes along his Luke Skywalker. What is her name? Is Zizu Zhang yeah. plays Jen. I, that's what Jen. She's, she's like a. She's yeah. What uh, is? What do they say in the in the movie? They say Jen. Yeah, I think so. We really don't get her name a whole lot. I don't think so. They say they say it a lot, but I mean, it translates differently. Mm-hmm. I don't like Jen doesn't sound right. But anyways, Zizu Zen Zhang, excuse me, plays Jen. Yeah, and. She's like his Ob- uh, Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Except that somehow she's already been like partially trained by a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's had training with Jade Fox, but then it also implies that she has like parental training even prior to that. Because mm-hmm. she's from like obviously a rich or royal, not royal, but obviously yeah, just rich noble family. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So she's already kind of, uh, yeah, a noble person. Exactly. And then Yushu, Yushu Lian, Lian. Played by Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. I feel like they pronounce these names differently. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, anyways, she's the former fiancé to Limu Bai's master. Who died. Who died. By by the hand of Jade Fox. And all of this is through... Context. Conversation. conversation, yeah. Yeah. And it feels natural. But it also feels like... It feels like the movie's having to, like, all right, pick up the pieces. Let, let me put this all together for you. Even though it is exposition a little bit, I kind of didn't feel too much of that mm-hmm. way. You know, I like I liked that it feels like 
I mean, exactly. He's kind of like Obi-Wan. It feels like this is a man that's just come home and is like, look, this shit's happened. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, like I'm putting this shit down. You know, yeah. like I really I really got into it. And maybe it's coming off of hard boiled and the fact that like yeah. I am kind of into fucking Chow Yun-Fat's face right now. Yeah. Um, Just to get to see him just right out the gate in this film and like in a more like calm, sentimental role where he is like this kind of tired old warrior. Yes. I loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, and exactly. I've kind of grown to love Michelle Yeoh through, you know, everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her rekindling um, of relevance. Yes. And uh, so just think... to get to see them in, at kind of their peak in a way, you yeah. know, was really, was really, in, was really amazing. I think this was, um, this was uh, Michelle Yeoh's like first like really dramatic film. Like prior to this, I think she'd only really done like female hero like kung fu movies. Yeah, because she's she's famous for doing the um, what are those movies? The Yes Madam series of movies, which are like, I mean. If we look at Hard Boiled, they're even like a step below that. They're even like more B film than that. Yeah, which they're sick. I don't know if you've seen Royal Warriors or never yes, even Madden. heard of it. I've seen clips. Okay, and they're crazy. They're so dope, and it's all like, you know, Jackie Chan kind of shit. Yeah, it's a eighties, you yeah. know, action coming out of China at the time. And so look, look at this. She's only really done kung fu movies and like. Like she did Super Cop Two, which I'm sure in itself is still a kung fu movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like all of these movies are just her, like the stunt woman, don't showing off her skill. And oh, she's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, she's in Tomorrow Never Dies, where she plays a Bond girl, and that's right before she ends up being like a really dramatic, sympathetic character in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Which she, is crazy. Yeah, she's meant to be this older, you know, exactly like wise, uh, you know, warrior herself, but she doesn't really feel it. She she just looks she looks young, so much younger yeah. to me, and I think it's because I now more know her as an older actress. But um, yeah, I was just like, she looks so young, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, she does look really young in this movie, especially because I mean, we see her all the time for everything, everywhere at once. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we we have. We have Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once in our minds when we, you know, yeah. think of her. I'm trying to find out her age. She was 38. She was 30, 38? Yeah. And so Chow Yun-Fat was 45. Okay, that sounds about right. But 45 to retire. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that day and age, if you made it to 45, you were, oh, fucking, you know what? That's you were a wise old wizard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See, he was like Ben Kenobi in, in the dunes. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean Ben Kenobi is the perfect example of that we have to imagine Star Wars just happened like hundreds of years ago and and that's why he's so fucking old after just 18 years yeah yeah it turns out Alec Guinness was playing a a 40 year old Ben Kenobi 38 38. (laughs) at the beginning of A New Hope that sun man it really takes a toll (laughs) on you Tatooine sun ages you quick man Luke would have stayed on Tatooine (laughs) he would have been a fucking raisin he's drinking blue milk he's good it keeps your skin nice and moisturized (laughs) the moisture farm he's he's got all the moisture that's a good call It's That's Ben fucking... Kenobi sleeping in dirt pits. <laughs> fucking jaw was. Yeah. He's baking himself in a clay like hut with the Tatooine. There's two sons on Tatooine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You'd be, I'd be fucked up. I'd literally be dead. I wouldn't yeah. survive like a week on Tatooine. The reason why he's he has white hair is because the sun bleached his hair all the way. 
That's fucking crazy. Cooked his hair follicles. Thank God, he's a fucking Jedi. He couldn't just get a house. <laughs> <laughs> he's in hiding. Couldn't like ha- live comfortably. Yeah. Anyway, Chow Yun-Fat's 45 in this movie. How old do you think his character is actually supposed to be? Because 45, he's like, they don't, they, well, he's a warrior. Mm-hmm. But they don't really go into deeper explanation on what he's a warrior about or for or yeah. like a kingdom for or China. an emperor or anything. He just is a warrior. And he's well, we haven't read the first three books, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so in the first in the books, I think his character is supposed to be a Shaolin monk, yeah, or like a Shaolin warrior. And here he does the Wo Dao, which is more sword, yeah, infused, which makes sense because they have this sword, the Green Destiny. Yep, and so. It's like a lightsaber. It's like, and they kind of respect it as such, where yeah. it's made in, well, it, but even like a lost technology at that too. Oh, exactly, right, yeah. where it's something like that no one can even forge swords like this. Stinking Hans came in and invaded, and all the good stuff got lost. You know, yeah, which is cool, which is real, which yeah. is crazy to think about the amount of like amazing feats humanity was able to do, and now we can't even figure out how we did it because the technology was lost. You'd think we'd be able to figure shit out again without like modern tools. You know, yeah. It's aliens, dude. It's, it's the fucking, fucking aliens. ancient aliens, dude. They're turning all the frogs gay. They're turning all the freaking frogs gay. Oh, hell, fuck me. Um, <laughs> That's my grumpy uncle sitting in the corner. Yeah. He hates gay frogs. Okay, so Kung Fu in this movie. Sick. Looks amazing. It. I love that it's heightened in the right way yeah where they're literally flying through the sky and shit there's times i love it and there's times where i'm like well that's kind of silly you know (laughs) but i mean for the like the first time they fly up a wall and they're just like barely tiptoeing up a wall and they're like and they're like flying up into the sky you kind of just have to be like okay they can just do this they can do that if they're good enough they can just do that they're just this is uh, that wu-tang style i never (laughs) I never thought about it until we started talking right now, but it's they're Jedi. I never saw the synonym between this and, and Star, Star Wars. Wars until, but there there it is. Yeah, they're just Jedi, and they fly up the walls, and they fly across the rooftops, but it's all within like a lunge and a jump. Yeah. But their feet are like hardly touching. Sometimes not at all. They're yeah. just kind of like kicking air as yeah. if they can like push themselves through the air like yeah. that. Yeah. And you kind of just have to give it up to that because that's how they are in this movie. And I appreciate that it isn't just like a jump and then they just fly or something. You know what I mean? Like they are constantly moving their feet. It makes it seem more like it is a skill versus just like a superpower, you know, that they've just harnessed their body in such a way that they can just like glide across air like insane distances, you know? And there's just a handful of times like where like the big fight between uh, Chon Yun Fat and uh, Zi Zhang, mm-hmm. where they're like fighting on the bamboo sticks and uh-huh. shit, where it kind of just was like, we're like, how they even fly up there initially? I was yeah. like, kind of giggling a little bit, where I was like, this is amazing, but it's also incredibly silly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're like balancing on these bending bamboo like trees. Mm-hmm. And they're up there for a while, <laughs> just kind of like looking at each other, like stanced up and like, then they just fly down and keep fighting. And I and I do. I mean, it, like I do like it, and I like that it exactly. Unlike a Jackie Chan film, which is so grounded in the fact mm. that all the action wants to feel as real and consequential yeah, as possible, to the point where all of his weapons are like ladders and mop 
Yeah, and, and he's shit. broken like every rib in his body <laughs> trying to get it done. You know? Yeah. Um. It, the only reason I kind of didn't like it in this film was I felt like it pulled me out of the fact that this film is kind of a drama. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it, in no sense is it ever trying to be kind of funny or goofy really. And so it felt a little out of place for that reason. They would have these, but it's not meant to be silly. You know, it's yeah. meant to be like graceful and yeah. majestic and right. beautiful, you know? So that's the only reason it like pulled me out a little bit, but I still, you know, I fucking loved this movie, you know? Get yeah. Through. So going back to sense and sensibility, this is times two. We have, Michelle Yeoh's character, who is a widow, yeah. basically, and they have an un. Her and Chon Yun Fat have this unspoken love for each other, and it's and it's dishonorable to yeah. even act on it because he, like his master, was to marry Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, that master's dead, and they can't they they know it for each other, but they just can't act on it. And then there's also the second love story. Which literally cuts into flashback like an hour into this movie. Yeah. And we're there for a while, while. a long while. And you're and not rooting for the love story at yeah. first at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we cut back to real time, we're like, oh, that's who the fucking furry cap guy is hiding on the rooftops and shit. You're like, I forgot about this other fucking story that we were originally doing. You know, like it, we're in this flashback for like 45 minutes. Yeah. It feels like at least. It definitely feels like at a time. It's at least probably pushing a half an hour. Yeah. Right? yeah. We go back and have to see their relationship build. Yeah. So Yu Shang yeah. and Cheng Chen, yeah. who plays Yo, they both have similar sounding last names. I wish I could find them, but it's like Yo, I don't, I don't remember. Yo Ma. Yeah, Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> he did the score. He did, this, he did the cello. <laughs> that fucking cello, dude. <laughs> anyway, they fall in love in the desert practically and there are these like pirates the guy is part of this pirates and he attacks this noble family and he steals her comb and she's like "Uh uh-uh that my comb and she chases him down and she like tries to run away and he captures her in the desert like knocks her out and he yeah i wish that that story would go as wholesome as this movie makes it but we all know that that's not how that situation went gone down yeah like historically (laughs) yeah she a single young woman chased down a whole horde of pirate men and then they respected her boundaries you know like yeah exactly come on (laughs) yeah but that's why it's it's david fincher was just sitting there just shaking his head just like (laughs) this is inaccurate at all He's like, I know how the world treats women, and this is not it. Um, and he's like, get out of here, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, this is like a romance yeah. novel or a We're, romance story. Let's just pretend it's Princess Bride yes. and everything happy happens. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is fantasy, pretty This much. is fantasy. And she, this noble, this noble woman falls in love with this desert pirate, and it's just through him caring for her leia and uh, han dude it's leia and han <laughs> dude she she's she, she's the princess Zang is leia and luke wrapped into one dude she's the skywalker fucking package deal dude yeah which is smart just stick them together yeah, yeah i know we don't need to we don't need fucking two of them you know and he's the scoundrel yeah yo yeah yeah but i i, I did not root for their relationship at first <laughs> And he's he's painted as a decent enough guy once he has her as a prisoner, right. you know. But that's kind of just a reverse uh, way to introduce those roles. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost Stockholm syndrome yeah. that she has. Uh, but yeah, when we jump back into forward time, which we're there for a while, and I I do fall for it. Yeah. Like I, I I am in the 
the mood for this kind of romantic story that's playing out. And in she the only has to leave because they're just basically constantly being hunted, trying to find right. her, right? Yeah. You she... think they'd be convinced she'd be dead, you know? Like, Well, then also she's also this super warrior that can fight any pirate and, you know, beat anyone's ass at any time. So I think that they're just like, she's she's scrappy she's yeah. crafty she can she can she's scrappy she's yeah. fine out there in that desert yeah, yeah exactly but if we jump yeah. back into modern day and i'm kind of like whoa we're still doing this movie <laughs> i forgot but it turns out she's there with jade fox who is this longtime rival of chow yun fat's yeah. character and she's been being secretly mentored is mm-hmm. what we learned like they even met in some kind of sketchy situation where she was like teach me your fighting ways right. you know yeah and it's it's like she's been courted by the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I like the <clears throat> flip where <throat> it turns out that she always had a leg up mm-hmm. on this person, you know yeah. what I mean, who thinks they have, you know, her as their me- or their trainee and then it turns out that she is known more th- than the Jade Fox the entire time right. because she can read. And they do a good job of introducing that idea throughout mm-hmm. the story as well, you know. Yeah. That the Jade Fox is obviously a little more homely, you know, or mm-hmm. like obviously not of the same means, you know, yeah. and is using this girl as like a way to get a leg up yes. in society. You yeah. Know? Cuz she's p- posing as her like her her like maid or mm-hmm. something. And so she's always there like combing her hair and shit. With the fucking comb. <laughs> um, but yeah, they she wants the green destiny for Jade Fox or for herself. That's that her motivation. Damn, I was gonna ask you the same question. I was like, I don't understand why she initially steals the sword. Yeah. Does Jade Fox send her there on that mission to retrieve it? Or yeah, is it her more like wanting to obviously get out of her arranged marriage because that's the first thing you learn about her she's being forced into an arranged marriage and really she just dreams do we even ever meet that guy i don't think we do okay but the whole point is that it's just she wants to be michelle yo you know she doesn't want to be this you know housewife you know that can't do anything she wants to go live kung fu adventures exactly she wants to do jackie chan uh adventures you know jackie chan adventures (laughs) go fight dracula with uncle and yeah um yeah, so she steals the Green Destiny, which, okay, Xiao Yun Fat is the owner of the Green Destiny. He rewards retires. it. He retires, and he it's like past, sent, putting his badge and his gun on the desk of the, the mayor, the sergeant. But yeah. yeah, he's giving it to like the general or whoever. And they have it in their company, which is, a, this is a legendary sword from a legendary, you know, warrior. And Zhi Yu Zhang wants it, and so she goes and takes it. But yeah, we don't know her motivation. She's just kind of a stinker. Yeah, she just like wants it, and she wants to kick people's asses with it. Because then she goes to that bar where like all of the warriors that know Xiao Yun Fat, yeah, are like, "Hey, why do you have his sword?" And she's like, "I'm just gonna kick all your asses. Fuck you." She kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. She kind of sucks. Yeah, because she's kind of the only person she's really nice to in this movie mm-hmm. is Michelle Yeoh, and well, then so I think Chow Yun Fat once she meets him, you right? Know? So maybe it's this. Maybe it's the fact that women don't have any of their own agency in this fucking world. Yeah, and she's just she's rebelling against that. She constantly doesn't want to do what is expected of her as a woman. Yeah. Same thing with Michelle Yeoh. She never learns to act on her love for Chow Yun-Fat because she's bound as a woman to stay to stay her lane. That damn status quo. Exactly. It's, it's all status quo. And yeah. and and Ji Yu Zhang just doesn't give a shit. She didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want any part of it 
She's going to date sand pirates. She doesn't give a shit. She's going to take what she can gain from the world that she's mm-hmm. from, but not be forced into it's like you know building block you know yeah. because um, like when she feel. when she beats up all those guys all of chow yun fat's like warrior posse she's posing as a guy yeah and they even call her sir even though she's very obviously a woman, a woman. both times like when even when she's in the ninja first stealing yeah. the sword they're like get that guy i'm like yeah. it's blatantly a small girl yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> Like, what are y'all looking at? <laughs> you, you you fought with her for a second, dude. You should be able yeah. to tell the type of person you're fighting yeah. by the grunts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. But she kicks ass. So you'd yeah. be kind of like, there's no way this is a, what, 16-year-old, you know, yeah. little girl whooping my ass right now. She fights Michelle Yeoh in the arsenal. In, like, the training pit. Dude, when that was happening, I was convinced we were going to get the reverse tragedy there i was so convinced she was going to kill michelle yo oh, and it was wow. going to be like that kind of thing if going back to star wars it'd be her yeah you know, stabbing the good mentor to basically be like i have fully chosen the dark side yeah <laughs> that would have been fucked up and i was very unsure of where this movie was going because it i think that's one of the reasons why i like this movie yeah it retires chow yun fat right at the beginning but then yeah. he's immediately forced back into yeah. action to stop these events and so i was convinced that uh, like as her Zang, you know, Zi Zhang's story yeah. congens story continued, I was convinced she was getting worse, like more and more villainous. You yeah. know, especially even when Jade Fox's and hers relationship is revealed, and she's like, "I know more than you. I've been reading the whole time. You're you're just an idiot." And she basically yeah. just shits all over Jade Fox, and yeah. I was like, "This is the woman who taught you kung fu, you know." And you're like, "You they obviously have disdain for her, you yeah. know." So it just felt like she was kind of our bad guy, even leading all the way up to the bar scene where she kicks everyone's ass for kind of no reason just to prove that she can, you know, because there's no other real reason for it. Yeah. She just goes in there and blatantly makes a scene just to get in a giant bar brawl. Yeah. It's just, I guess, just to prove herself, Mm -hmm. like to herself, you know, it must be all for herself. Like all of this is just. And to build her legend, you know. I guess that's true, too. Yeah. Because like she doesn't want the life set out for her. And so she she's like what like self-pitying herself at some point. Oh, Lo like disrupts a whole parade to try and like win her back after she's already like told him no. Yeah. yeah. And just all this shit is happening and she what happens is Chow Yun Fat goes to Zi Yi Zhang. Yeah. I'm just going to call her Zhang. I don't know. She goes. Call her Jen. Jen, yeah. <laughs> Chow Yun Fat goes to Jen. And they're like in this fucking well or this pit or whatever. And Jade Fox is there. And it seems like it's like a setup. Mm-hmm. Like Jade Fox to kill Chow Yun Fat. Which she, I guess Jade Fox's whole like motivation is that she's. A poor, or something? yeah. I think like, she's just self preserving. Well, and then there was no, it wasn't she like in love with the masters? It was something more. Oh, there was a deeper there, connection between her and the master on why yeah. she chose to murder him. <clears throat> yeah, regardless, Jade Fox, or he wouldn't train her because she was a woman. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, the uh, Zhao Yun Fats or Chao Yun Fats master, yes. refused to train her because she was a woman in the way of the Wu Tang. Yeah. In the way of the yeah, <laughs> the the Wu Dao. <laughs> um, regardless, Jade Fox has like these poison needles, and one of them gets Chow Yun Fat, 
Right in his little toe. Right in his little, his pinky toe. Little pinky toe. And gets him in the pinky toe. He was kicking. He tried to kick the needle away. <laughs> um, And then she dies because he- Like stabs the shit out of her. Well, it? what happens is I think he like cuts up her blade or something like that. And then it all like shatters oh, back right. at her. It was like the most like obscene like- CGI part of the whole movie where it's just like ding, 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 and like all this shit just goes flying and it like riddles her body like a machine gun. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but fucking Jen is the only one that knows the antidote to this poison that Jade Fox has con- concocted. And so she goes to retrieve all the pieces for it. And this is where Chow Yun Fat and Michelle Yo like confess e- their love for each other. And it's pretty dramatic, it's pretty sad. And Jen is unable to bring all the supplies back in time to save Chow Yun-Fat. And he dies. Which, when they introduce the idea that there is an antidote. You're like, no way he's going to die. Well, not that there's no way he's going to die. It's just like, why would he die? If you introduce the idea of an antidote... In a story. And and leave a timer. We're going to, as an audience, be like, okay, obviously we're going to make this timer, you know? Like, it's not like they introduced the antidote way earlier. Right. It's just like a convenient after fact where she's like, no, I know it. <laughs> yeah. It um, is a little weird. She could They could have just had their dramatic moment where there's just like, oh, there's no time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so he dies. And I guess it's to get her out of the cave so they get can- Get out of the way. So they can be together in the end. Um, and then she ends up with Lo in the end. Michelle Yeoh's like, he's waiting for you. You can go to him. And she feels so much guilt for Chow Yun's death that she remembers the story that Lo told her mm-hmm. about the man who lost his sons. And that if you make a wish on this cliff and then jump from it, your wish will come true. And the man, but you can't come back from jumping from the cliff you fly off for eternity like greece which i saw last night you get in the car and you, fly. you just drive off yeah. that's what that's their cliff you jump. become a space ghost yeah, yeah. you become space ghost coast, coast, coast. coast. <laughs> please clap so she kills herself yeah <laughs> so she fucking killed herself so that night she's with low and He's, you know, he loves her and they make love, but she's in a different place. Like we see their bodies together and she is visually not there. Yeah. She is looking off into space and it's because of the guilt that she feels for killing Lee Mu Bai, Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah. And so she goes, she's like, you remember the story you told me about the man that jumped from the cliff and he was like, yeah, and and he goes with her, and he knows what she's going to do, and he's crying, and she jumps. She makes a wish and jumps from the cliff and flies off into the, the waterfall, like the, the mist created by the waterfall. And that's the fucking end of the movie. That's how it ends. It's Suicide. Done. It's done. <laughs> and I mean, so, she's done. <laughs> so I think that tale that Lowe tells her uh-huh. about the man that jumps is that that man will like he it's like schrodinger's there must be like squirrels in the roof or something it's like schrodinger's like wish yeah where it's like because he will never be on earth to see that his wish came true that his sons did come back then it came true for him 
You know what I mean? It's almost like the same thing where she makes the wish. We don't know what her wish is. Yeah. Not that like, oh, maybe I never existed in Chow Yun-Fat's Green Destiny State and the governor's, you know. It's more about like not even having to deal with the consequences right. of your wish. You know? Yeah. And so we don't know what she wishes, but she jumps. And that's the ending of the movie. And, and Lo is on the bridge crying by himself. You know, it's just. That's it. Until Grease 2. Until Grease 2, when Travolta comes back. Danny Zuko's back. <laughs> Same with Jen. Jen comes back. Yeah, she's... She's got the green dragon. Jenny Zuko. <laughs> Jenny Zuko. <laughs> she's like, oh, Sandy. Oh, my God, Sandy. Oh, God. Oh, Sandy. Oh, God. I got a sword in me, Sandy. <laughs> oh, Sandy. I have this green destiny. Oh, Sandy. Oh, God. Will you be mine, Sandy? Will you be mine, Sandy? I've been poisoned, Sandy. I'm oh, dying. <laughs> I'm dying here, Sandy. Oh, God. Oh, my God, Sandy. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Danny Zuko. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just calls him Danny, I guess, right? And all the, they call him Zook. All the cool guys call him Zuko. Yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, Zook. Get in the car, Zook. His name is Zanny Duco. Like, oh, no. Oh, Sandy. Oh, oh, Sandy. Oh, Sandy. Oh, oh, my God, Sandy. Oh, God. There's these crouching tigers over here, <laughs> Sandy. These crouching tigers are scared the shit out of me, Sandy. Oh, God. I love me some Kung Fu, Sandy. Oh, the Kung Fu, Sandy. Oh, my God. Let's go flying through the air, Sandy. Dude, land on some bamboo. Let's get in the T-Bird and fly, baby. We're good at this. <laughs> So that's Fuck. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for you. Uh, it rules. It does rule. Look, there you go. There's that fucking yeah. scene. They're so good. Flying through the air like birds. Yeah, let's watch. The- oh. We're going to play the trailer. <clears throat> In a land of eternal beauty. True. <laughs> Who knew they had their own New Mexico? I know. <laughs> it's the same New Mexico where the Hulk <laughs> becomes the Hulk. Ang Lee was like, I know the perfect place. And it's in China. <laughs> the story of a warrior. The woman he loved. Spoilers. A daring I know, right? No, kinda. Yeah, we kinda don't care about him too much. And a princess destined to become a warrior. Spoilers. Once again, kinda. I didn't know it was her. I was like, that could be any small woman we've been introduced to in this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> <laughs> we introduce her and then immediately small woman in a ninja suit. <laughs> yeah, the fight choreography is incredible. We really haven't talked on it too much, but it, it's without being spoken is yeah. incredible. The amount of effort and work put into the choreography, you can just tell, is insane. I feel like... Chao Yun-Fat, Michelle Yeoh, Zhang Ziyi, in an extraordinary romantic adventure. I feel like every fight was worthy. You know what I mean? There was... There wasn't too many fights that were just like, okay, let's have a fight for yeah. fight's sake. Of sense and sensibility. No, I'm glad that... Tiger. Hidden the dragon. first big fight we got was literally her versus Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure very unconventional for a kung fu movie where the first big fight is two women. Two women. Yeah. yeah the, I, I feel like the biggest fight where they're in that arsenal is both is two this, women. It's them, yeah. Because that's, I mean, they really paint 
chubby and fat is just on a fucking whole other level. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they are fucking Krillin and whatever. And I can't even think of another Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha, yeah. And he's fucking Goku, you know? Yeah. He's just yeah. on a whole other league above them. And he they mentioned it, that the only reason she isn't even that good is because she's getting like this diluted version right. of training of the way you know yeah. he's like dude be my luke skywalker i yeah, will teach you that's better the thing like yeah. chow yun fat tries so many times like i will train you and which is crazy because he's trying to retire and also it's so like not frowned upon but no one trains women to do this shit. yeah and she's like liar <laughs> <laughs> she's anakin dude <laughs> She's Anakin, Luke, and Leia all yeah. rolled up into one asshole. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Yeah. Chow Yun-Fat rules. Chow Yun-Fat fucking rules. And now Michelle I want to watch the Bulletproof Monk. He was the Bulletproof Monk in this movie. Yeah. If they had bullets, they would not have touched him. Michelle Yeoh rules. Well, actually, uh, Jade Fox had the that Neo oh, gun. Oh, well, yeah, but that's, not, that's, that's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> right to jail. Right away. I thought I could find it. It's good. It's cheating. You, go. <laughs> you got it. I didn't even realize you have it. Um, have you seen the sequel to this movie? No, I know it exists, but no, I've def- I've never even seen this movie. What makes you think I've seen I its predecessor? I just didn't know if you watched it since. No, definitely no. not. Did you? I have not. I know that it's a pale comparison yeah. to its And it doesn't have anybody in it that's from it, this one, right? Yeah, it has Michelle Yeoh. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Has, is she, and she's playing the same character? Yeah. And it has Donnie Yen oh, okay. who plays Silent Wolf. This is very much, um, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat, where just like all these warriors are here for some reason. Like literally all of their names are like Snow Vase and, and Hades Die, Blind Enchantress, Silver Dart. Iron Crow, Flying Blade, Thunder like Fist. The Man with the Iron Fists or whatever. Yeah. Where it's just like a, it's more like a, a fighting tournament. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to watch it. I feel like it shouldn't have been called Crouching Tiger. Yeah. Hidden Dragon, Is this what Eat Man sort of did to action mo- kung fu movies like this? Oh, I mean, maybe. They got kind of like yeah. a modern new. Well, especially Look. historical yeah. action movies, uh, Chinese action movies. Yeah, because Dunyan, of course, famous from the Ipaman movies. The first one is like a serious movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen the first one at least twice. Yeah. yeah. It's and, a good movie. And the, the all the sequels are kind of just like Taken 2, Taken yeah. 3. It's like yeah. now he fights Mike Tyson. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. where have we gone? You know, Eat Man 4, the finale. Is that who does he fight in this one? Mike Tyson. Fights, no, I think that's in the third one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he fights Mike Tyson. That's a real thing, dude. It's so funny. Cause like, doesn't he die at the beginning of Eat Man One? No. No? No, no. He fine. Oh yeah, he does fight Mike Tyson, who plays the wonderful character of Frank. Frank, who's just Mike Tyson, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. We should watch that. All right, next week we are doing Eat Man Three. <laughs> You know, the first time, I think it was Rocky, he asked me if I'd seen Eat Man. I was like, Eat Man? What are you talking about? <laughs> is that one of those animes? <laughs> this is a cooking anime. <laughs> Have I seen Eat Man? Yeah, here with that. Eat Man 2? He just gets fatter? <laughs> He's just a bigger dude. It's Chris Farley's new special. Does he seriously not die at the beginning of Eat Man 1? He seriously does not die at the end of Eat Man 1. What are you talking about? I thought that that was the whole idea was that he's like this tragic figure. Or maybe maybe the others are prequels to the first one. I don't I know. I think so, yeah. I don't know. Here, I've seen the, I've seen the does, Eat Man, but... Does Eat Man die 
in Eat Man Four Eat in Man the first movie. One. Okay, yeah, in first in the first movie. Let's look it up. Uh, the epilogue reveals that he survives and escapes Hong Kong. With dude, told you, dude. Damn. Okay. Well, shit. Sorry. I see. I know my my IP man, dude. So Eat Man is a real historical figure. He is the guy who trained Bruce Lee. One of the guys that trained Bruce Lee. Is that yeah. the idea? I have to imagine there was a, an assortment yeah. of them, right? Master of iconic legend Bruce Lee. I'm sure, yeah, Bruce Lee has had multiple trainers. Had, right? Well, yeah, well, I mean, he's dead. He's not training anymore. Oh, he, he, We don't know. In the underworld. You he know? might be training up in the clouds. <laughs> yeah. In the Mortal Kombat with, tournament. With Goku. I like how we chose different places for <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, you, you immediately went to hell well that man had a weapons for fists you know what I mean? you can't send a man <laughs> he was, like that to heaven he was he's a just, living weapon he's just gonna beat up on all the angels you know <laughs> oh boy okay well crouching tiger hidden dragon great movie true loved it yeah i love it it's definitely up there in my pantheon of favorite films you've definitely taught me a, a good a good healthy love for chow yun fat oh, in God. just a few weeks you know i know yeah true yeah i mean I barely knew of him. I knew that he was an actor and that he was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Bulletproof Monk, and and fucking Hard Boiled, but I'd never seen any of those movies. Oh, well, we've seen Dragon Ball Evolution. I have seen Dragon Ball Evolution. Well, who is he? Uh, he's, he's, he's Master Roku. Master uh, Roku. Yeah, he's Master Roku. <laughs> he has all the channels. Should we watch a clip of him as Master Roku? Can we? Yeah. Let's, uh... That just had to be a paycheck, right? Yeah. I think this is just a trailer, right? Oh, this is just a trailer. I think there was a clip right below this one. Like, if you go back, and then the next one down says Roshi. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's watch this. Patient. Why? Oh, this oh. is like a TV spot. Perfect. Unpredictable. Meet Roshi. He's showing the world the greatest force of all is the one that comes from within. Dragon Ball Evolution. Should we do that movie? <laughs> we should do that movie. We should bring uh, Paul Damien back so he can rant. About how like, good it is. For like 15 minutes about how much he hates this movie. How he, hate, he hates how much he loves it. Is going to yeah, be the reality. <laughs> Turns out, actually, he fucking loves this movie. I'm trying to find like him talking. And apparently, ever. we're just not gonna get it. Yeah, In a yeah. Decent time. another trailer. Earth. It's cause, it's because it's such an exclusive film, you know. <laughs> like you're not gonna get something this good without paying for it, and it's just not gonna happen. I guess I guess that's true. Demon King Piccolo. What does Piccolo look like in that movie? I kind of forgot. I've seen this movie. I just genuinely don't remember it. Who do you want to guess plays Piccolo? I bet it's... Uh, I bet it's nobody I could possibly name in about 100 years. I wanted to believe that Piccolo was played by um, uh, Jimon Hansu. <laughs> I want to believe he's played by uh, Matt Damon. Because Matt Damon just loves terrible <laughs> roles. It looks like it's a black man in 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 makeup. It's Lance Reddick. It's Lance Reddick. Like I'm going to defeat you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like super proper about it. Join me. You bear witness to my glory when I come 
No, it's, it's probably a white man. He looks like a, a Star Trek. Yeah, it looks Star Trek as fuck. He looks Trekky. It looks like early 2000s Star Trek. That one still have Patrick Stewart in it? Yeah, like the early 2000s. There, there was a couple of Star Trek movies where it was literally uh, like William Shatner's crew meeting Picard's crew. Really? Yeah. They, who, like, who is travel. Shatner's character? Um, fuck. Kirk? Kurt. Okay. Kirk. 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 You're right. <laughs> Kurt Kirk. Commander Kirk. Yeah, his first name is Kirk. His last name is Kurt. Kirk Kurt. Kirk Kurt. You know, very alien. <laughs> Commander Kurt. <laughs> he's very rude. <laughs> he's very he's very direct. Yeah, he's, very, he's a very straightforward man. Uh, his right hand man uh, spawns. <laughs> spawns. The spawns. It's just Spock, but he has Fonzie hair. It's like, hey! He's doing A, but he's got the Vulcan symbols. <laughs> He just slaps the ship and fixes it. <laughs> like we good to go. Yeah, that was my Vulcan slap. <laughs> Vulcan slap. My Vulcan death slap. <laughs> the spawns. Human power. Why are we watching this right now? I don't know because I thought Chow Yun Fat was gonna be in it. Of course not. Okay, so who plays Piccolo in the Dragon Ball Evolution? Do you want to end the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, share. Yeah. Uh, share with your grandma. Follow us on Instagram. That'll be in the show notes below. Yes, um, absolutely. If there's a chicken around, fuck it. You better give it a good fuck old that fucking chicken. Right, it's it's chicken little butt. You better fuck that chicken. Say James Marston. <laughs> that Piccolo, can't be. Piccolo's played by James Mar James Masters. I don't <laughs> new Dragon Ball Evolution was doomed from his first day on set. Whoever the fuck James Masters is. Marsters. Marsters? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a double R yeah. Yeah, Marsters. He's like, I knew it sucked. <laughs> He's like one of the <laughs> Just get ahead of the Fox criticism. Yeah. And check that seven day to make Keep fucking that chicken, you guys. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. <laughs> and I guess that's me. <laughs> Keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do this. All right, before we continue. We love you. We hate you. Come back next week. Uh, fuck you. Well, fuck you, guys. I'm just going to say, this guy fucks. Am I right? That's cheating. Why do we love that sound bit so much? <laughs> it's a good sound bit. <laughs>